Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, everyone. Some of you may be listening to this on Sunday morning. It's your boy, Dynamic DFS, at the Fourth Quarter Network. And this is a first edition, first ever. Let me know if you like it. Let me know if you love it. Let me know if you hate it. Final Look Podcast, right? So we didn't get to you guys uh, this week with our main slate. Happy anniversary to the love of my life, Tamaris Torres. We hit eight years, so we were celebrating this week. But it's football time, right? So uh, lots of injury news that if you haven't heard of, is pushing a lot of people to chalk. Uh, Looking at this slate, it's going to be a very chalky week no matter what. So play the dudes you want to play. Add sprinkle in one or two, maybe three pieces that aren't high on, a little bit contrarian, and full send those lineups on daily fantasy. We're gonna go ahead and jump right in. I'm gonna go over my final look plays over each position, uh, high end, middle end, and value. And we're gonna jump right into Patrick Mahomes, uh, 8,300 most expensive QB on the slate. Uh, rightfully so. He's going against a weak Washington. Uh, I said this before. The Chiefs are mad. They have not started the season like they wanted to. Some positions where you expect them to win, they are doing it in ground-stomping fashion. Uh, So don't be afraid to roll out Patrick Mahomes. I think this is a great week to stack Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey depending if Hill is good to go. We saw week one, they were more expensive overall than they are this week, um, around the same price. And we were like, no way people are going to pay for that stack. And guess which stack won on the Millie Maker? That was a 14-game slate. And the cliche chalk, normally chalky, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey stack won. We got 10 games on this slate. They have an awesome matchup. They're out for for blood. So they are also my favorite stack of the week. Uh, so let's go ahead and keep it pushing. We got Lamar Jackson, 7,400, coming off that career game on Monday Night Football. I do think that the Chargers scheme would limit him in the passing game, but uh, he's just going to get it on the ground. Uh, Rashard Bateman is back. Sammy Watkins is not playing, I believe. And uh, but Marquise Brown is good to go. Uh, I feel like this game can... Sh- well, everyone feels like this game can t- turn into a shootout. Um, but they are a little bit pricier pieces. Uh, not Obviously not as pricey as Kansas City. But Lamar Jackson at 7400 is a more expensive price tag obviously you're stacking him at marquise brown mark andrews running back with one of the pieces from the uh chargers and you have my second favorite stack of the slate now moving down to justin herbert he's at 7300 justin herbert came off a super solid game baltimore's past defense has been the past defense has been explodable. Sorry about that. Um, so he's actually trending to be the least owned around 5% out of the top three quarterback options that I just listed. 
but I think that he has the safest route to 30 plus fantasy points, right? So I really like Justin Herbert. There will be some chalk with Austin Eckler, uh, but I think a contrarian quarterback RB stack. Uh, plug in Keenan Allen because if you're playing Austin Eckler, you're probably not going to stack with Mike Williams. But I think Herbert, Eckler, Keenan is a fine stack. Um, moving on down, we got some value plays at quarterback Sam Darnold. 6,100 facing a exploitable Minnesota defense. Uh, I really like this play. This is one of my picks to go over this week. Uh, the Panthers have had a solid def- uh, offense. Um, and question mark defense. We don't know if they're good yet or top tier because they've had questionable matchups so far this week. Um, But I do like that. I think that Minnesota can put up points on the board to stay competitive enough. Um, And I think that Carolina can outright turn this into a shootout where they want to maintain a two-possession game just to be comfortable. And once they're up, then you can go ahead and plug in Chuba Hubbard, uh, who I will do go in more detail with when I talk about running backs. Uh, and I like the DJ Moore. And if you want to stay away from some of the chalk, Robbie Anderson, whose target share in air yards the last two weeks have been off the charts. So I think that that might finally connect game three of the squeaky wheel. Um, so I really like to roll that one out right there. Uh, easy bringbacks, uh, Justin Jefferson, of course, Dalvin Cook. Favorite GPP bringback is Adam Thielen. He's still uh, 20% target share, 19% of the air yards. Uh, he hasn't been performing, but this seems like one of those abandon the run or, well, Minnesota doesn't necessarily abandon the run at all, but one of those nitty-gritty, turned into fast-paced games that Adam Thielen will just get a bunch of targets. Uh, So I like that as well. Leading me to lock in the Minnesota Cardinals game as my favorite GPP stack of the week. Get away from the Kansas City, Baltimore, and Chargers uh, chalk and allow you to pay down at those pieces and plug in some players that you want. I got one last quarterback for you guys, and that is Carson Wentz at 5,400 going against the Houston defense. I think that Houston is showing that they can be competitive. Um, as I said, the magic number is to try to get to a two-possession game and then game control. Uh, Carson Wentz hasn't been bad this season. He really hasn't. So I think against an exploitable Houston uh, defense, this will po- possibly be one of the best games for him all season. Price at 5400 I like that a lot. Uh, Ty, Ty, T.Y. Hilton is back, so you can stack him with T. Uh, I don't suggest stacking with T.Y., but you can still stack him with Pittman. I think that T.Y. Hilton being back takes some of the chalk off of Pittman. If you want to punt with T.Y. Hilton, go ahead. Um, but I just think that this is one of those games where Wentz kind of spreads the ball around where he gets there and no one else necessarily gets there except for maybe Jonathan Taylor. All right, 
moving on to the running back position, we got Austin Eckler, 7,900. He will be priced in the high 8K, 9K range by the end of the season. I still think that with this matchup, he is underpriced. This is the last time all year that we will get him under 8K. Don't be afraid to roll him out. My next favorite play, Joe Mixon sitting at 6,400. They've come out and say that he's going to play. They come out and said that he's going to get a full workload. And if you guys don't remember, week one, week two, a full workload for for Joe Mixon was over 20 touches a game. He got 30 touches week one and then over 20 touches in week two as well. Let me give you guys the exact number here. Right. So 33 touches week one versus Minnesota. 22 touches week two versus Chicago and then 22 touches versus Pittsburgh. So we are in a possible shootout that can happen in this not high end shootout, but I think that Detroit can stick, keep this game competitive. If they don't, you want Joe Mixon even more. Um, The Cincinnati Bengals want to kind of uh, keep uh, Joe Burrow kind of, realmed in right now except for when they need him this is a game that cincinnati can win outright there's no samaj p ryan stealing potential goal line work joe mixon is in line for 25 plus touches at under five percent ownership with all the kareem hunt chalk the now chuba hubbard chalk uh austin eckler chalk joe mixon is my favorite hashtag plug him in gpp play cash play Every play of the slate going down Kareem Hunt 6200. If you're not playing him, you must not like to win. Uh, everyone's referring to how he played last uh, season when Chubb was out. Uh, I do, however, want to you guys to monitor the weather. 20 mile power winds are expected, which can affect the game pace a little bit, but. I think that favors more in Kareem Hunt's favor in terms of more touches overall. It's just we will be remain to see the quality of the touches that he will get due to the weather. But you're playing him. You're starting him season-long DFS. No questions asked. Chuba Hubbard, 5,900, right? So he's going up against an exploitable Minnesota where last week he got 30 touches. Joe Mixon got 30 touches against uh, Minnesota in week one. 127 rushing yards, a touchdown, 23 passes for 28 fantasy points. Chuba Hubbard's at 5,900. I think that a Chuba kind of chalky stack with Mixon, you're exposing yourself to potentially 50-plus touches at the running back position at 10,300, which gives you enough, saves you enough cash to go up and pay for other positions like uh, Travis Kelsey. Or if you want to roll in with Tay Adams or pay up at quarterback, this the two of these can help you kind of escape the Kareem Hunt chalk if you dare, um, but still have exposure to those touches. Uh, Khalil Herbert at 4,600. He's going to get majority of the work. Um, it remains to be seen how the backfields will be split, but Ryan Nall is not going to do anything. Uh, and it's really dependent on how Chicago is clicking against Green Bay. Uh, Damian Williams at 4,900 is fine. I mean, Daryl Williams at 4,900 is fine as well. Kansas City. Uh, J.D. McKissick is my big brain play of the week. 
4,800. Uh, it's in a game where Washington pass catchers are a little bit beat up, so he just might line up out wide at a season high and see six to eight targets in a game that can turn out to a shootout or they'll be playing behind against Kansas City. Uh, I don't suggest him in cash. You are starting him as a in season long, but he is a fine GPP punt. And one other player I want to note is Aaron Jones. Even though the matchup isn't necessarily the best, I think this is a game that they can just run it out. Uh, Aaron Jones can have 80, 80 yards of scrimmage, but two or three touchdowns this game. Awesome. Moving right along to the wide receiver position, I got a couple plays for you guys here. Uh, the ones that are pretty obvious, I'm not going to spend too much time on, but let's jump right in. Tay Adams, 9K. Uh, there is some pause there because for him to really help you take down a contest, he would have to drop 35 plus points. If he drops 25 points, he's not on the Millie Maker because of that cost per value, uh, cost for per fantasy point output. Tyreek Hill at 8,500 is a little bit more serviceable. Cooper Cup 7,900, which is turning into the chalk of the week. He's uh, no, no one's really talking about him, but I see him trending on uh, PFF as being pretty chalky. Terry McLaurin should be good to go. Um, him being limited pushes me more towards Ricky Seals-Jones and J.D. McKissick, but he should be good to go against Kansas City. Uh, don't be afraid to roll him out on season-long. DraftKings, FanDuel, you might have pause, but I still think he's a solid play. Then going to Keenan Allen, sitting at 6,400. I think if you're stacking Justin Herbert, you're avoiding the cost of Mike Williams at 8,100. He's a little bit banged up. And you're going down to Keenan Allen, who's been getting the work, just not. Uh, he has the targets share, uh, has the routes run. It's just really the yardage and the touchdowns. And I think with a banged up uh, Mike Williams in a shootout, this is a very good game to roll out with Keenan Allen at 6,400. Brandon Cook sitting at 5,800 versus Indiana. He's going to be in that role where I expect him to get upwards of 10 targets at 5,800. You cannot be mad about that. Uh, I mentioned Robbie Anderson at 4,800. Uh, the air yards and the target share the last two weeks are there. This might be the week that it all clicks and he absolutely explodes in a potential shootout versus Minnesota. Uh, Mike Williams at 8,100. If you want to pay up, I, I won't stop you. You're starting him in season long, no doubt about it, if he's good to go. DJ Moore at 7,300. You like the target share. You like his role. Uh, pretty solid matchup. Uh, no one in the Minnesota secondary can guard him. Uh, if it does turn to shootout, expect him to be super, super duper play. I think that DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson is one of those sneaky stacks this week. Bring back with Adam Thielen at 5,800, who hasn't necessarily been performing uh but he when you look at the players in the 5k range you're looking at okay who are players that i can see with the 30 plus point uh performance week one adam thielen 30 points he's done it this season already the snaps target share 
air yards are all still there. So I like him a little bit better in the nitty-gritty, grind it out if this turns into a fast-paced game. So that is a nice contrarian GPP stack for you guys. Uh, Jamar Chase 6,700 is fine. Uh, Robert Woods 6,100 is fine. Pete Higgins 5,300 is fine. Amara St. Brown is at 4,200. Quintus Cephas is not playing. Hawkinson is banged up, and he's still trending to be below 10%. In a exploitable matchup that he can see six to possibly 10 targets in that 4K range, lock him in, people. If you have one to save to pay up in those spots, he's a fantastic play. I got one more play for you guys. Super big brain play, and that's Adam Humphreys. Right, he's seeing a consistent role. Diami Brown might not be available. He is banged up, wasn't available last game. But even when he was there, Adams Humphreys was still seeing more than 70% of the routes run um, every single week. He his A dot and target share fluctuates, but this is going to be a catch-up spot and shootout, potential shootout versus Kansas City. So now you have no uh, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys. Fully healthy, banged up uh, Terry McLaurin. And I think that the reason why J.D. McKissick hasn't had those 10 target games this season is because of the presence of Adam Humphreys. At 3,400, we've seen him get up there in yardage. I believe he had 70 yards last week. The week before, he had uh, five-plus catches. I'll give you guys the exact number right now. So... Last week, Adam Humphreys, three catches for 73 yards. And then, sorry, week two, he has seven catches for 44. Uh, so it's it's a little bit of a punt play, but at 3,400 and the matchup, you got to love it, right? Moving right along to the final position, uh, the tight ends. We got Travis Kelsey, 7K. Like I said before, really like Travis Kelsey in this spot. Uh, potential stack with the moneymaker Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, right? Uh, Andrews at 5,200 is fine. He's coming off that career game. I think a lot of people are going to go to the chalk at Andrews rightfully. So Noah Fant at 4,800, I like a lot. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, is everyone's playing Ricky Seals-Jones at 3K. I am not against it. But people, people, my favorite play this week is Hunter Henry at 3,900. Dude has been balling out the last two weeks. Uh, and I think that it's cause for noting about his performance. Jonu Smith was rearing his head. Uh, but I will go, let's see, week three, 68% of routes, uh, 62% of routes week four, 70% of routes. Week five, while John Smith said 26, 34, 18. So he is trending down while Hunter Henry is trending up. He's seeing week five, he had 29% of the target share uh, with an ADOT of 10.3, 37% of the air yards, 100% of the end zone targets. Uh, Hunter Henry at 3,900, if you can convince yourself or you're paying up in other positions, uh, and you're not playing Kelsey or Andrews. He's one of those players where the deviation at the tight end position is so high that if Kelsey 
Kelsey with a 25 plus point game and then the next person next to him has 17, you have that giant cushion. But if Hunter Henry comes out and has a 20 point fantasy game, that performance per dollar is off the chain, off the scale, off the chain. Why did I say that? Anyways, so don't be afraid to roll out Hunter Henry. I think he's building a connection with Mac Jones. Like him a lot. I think that if you don't have any of the high-end tight ends on uh, your fantasy season-long fantasy, Hunter Henry is a fine add and play. Right. So I will give you guys a few defensive plays that I like. I'm hashtag pay down at defense always. Uh, I like the Lions. Cincinnati has been vulnerable, giving up sacks every now and then. Lions have 11 sacks so far this season. You don't hate it. Uh, I don't hate the Chargers. Baltimore, even though they had that career game, great game last week, they did struggle. And the biggest fear for me is Baltimore was able to flip the switch and absolutely explode in the second half. You can't do that against the Chargers defense. You either got to come out hot or you're just going to have a bad time all around. So 2500 for that, I do not hate. Uh, and that's essentially it. I don't see any other defenses. Washington football team at 2K, the, the O-line for Kansas City is a little bit banged up. They they will get some sacks, but it's, uh, it's uh, how many points are Kansas City going to score? If, if Kansas City scores more than 40, it doesn't matter what Washington does on the defensive end, you're not getting any fantasy points out of that. Well, that is the end of the final look podcast. You can follow me at Twitter at dynamic DFS. Peace. Before I go, I just hope you guys all win the Buckies this week. Don't be afraid to play your favorite characters. Uh, play the good chalk this week everyone's going to be chalky. There's 10 games late with a lot of obvious plays this week. Uh, like I said, my favorite stacks are Kansas City, Washington, Chargers, and the Baltimore Ravens, with Minnesota and Carolina being my favorite GPP stack. Plug in those pieces from those games if you're going elsewhere. You want to have exposure to these games if you want to win the monies. Y'all have a good one. If you have any questions, don't feel free to reach out to me at Dynamic DFS. Peace again.